Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Family and welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guidance servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this amazing Monday. I'm out here in Oroville, California. Just leaving, visiting with a family, and they have such a beautiful patio. I thought I'd sit down here because I noticed I still have a really good signal, and I'd just chop it up with you guys for a minute before I hop back on the road. I heard some splashing because there's a koi pond down here, and it's got a screen over it, as you can see, but then I was thinking, well, maybe my hair is down there, and there's really a shark or something in there, so I pulled my hair over to the front just so, so no boogeyman reaches up and grabs me by the hair and pulls me back in. So here not too long ago, hello Mimi. Here not too, uh, just earlier this day actually, I had a mom drop off uh, her son, her 17 year old son, um, at the Airbnb where we're staying so he could visit with a 16 year old child who's in our care and a 16 year old female child who's in our care. And it's it was very interesting because you know, they rang the doorbell, I answered the door, 17-year-old's there, his mom's standing behind him. You know, I have him come in, shake his hand, she kind of walks in, like she, then she walks in front of him, and uh, she's like, I, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever let him go in girls' bedrooms and keep the door closed, but as long as the door's open and someone's walking by and she's like a little sergeant, you know, she's kind of looking around, she's like, everything, you know, I, I assume everything will be okay. And I thought, okay, that's cool. And so she left and he stayed. And it, it's, you know, the topic of tonight's episode, are you raising your teenager towards adulthood? Because I would say that that for a 17-year-old, that approach is probably not going to work in his best interest. And let me tell you why. We have to grow up our children to have an internal locus of control. But most of the way we parent and most of our traditional practices are all geared towards external control. See, when we are constantly in restriction mode, we're constantly in isolation mode, we're constantly in protection mode, whether consequences mode or spanking mode or yelling mode or whatever it may be, when we as the parents are constantly behaving towards our children in that way, hello, Tammy, and hello, Angela. When we're, when we're behaving towards our teenagers that way, then what we are doing is we're constantly setting up external, an external locus of control, which means my only source of control is what's outside of me. My source of control is not what's inside of me. And, and really so much of what I do and what I teach, my premise, hello there Annalisa, is about creating an internal source of control. And that starts with regulation being able to help develop <laughs> I'm just enjoying your patio before I head out being able to set up through, through helping your children develop their regulation helping them develop an internal regula regulatory system that allows them to have a healthy internal locus of control when your children go out into the world the way they navigate the world and the way they ultimately stay out of harm's way don't do things that end up getting them in jail, getting them in trouble, is they have to have effective, an effective internal regulatory system. So here's the thing, and kind of here's where, here's where we, 
we run into challenges with teenagers. Teenagers, hey there Jason and hello there Bethany and hello there Valerie Williams. Hey Jason, that was you that dropped some uh, dropped some coins on me the other day right as uh, as I was signing off. So the next day I mentioned you. I couldn't remember what name it was, but appreciate you for that dropping those throwing those throwing those stars on me. Um the problem with our teenagers is that as our teenagers move closer to adulthood, now our society set this up. Our society set it up that a teenager is an adult when they turn 18 years old. Me personally, I don't think that's right. I don't think a teenager is anywhere close to being an adult when they're 18 years old. But socially, that's how we, we have it set up. Because your prefrontal cortex, your executive control center for all your social and emotional relationships, it doesn't even complete its development until you're 25 years old. Of course, that's that's earlier for girls, usually about 23. But we're talking in healthy, normal developmental circumstances. Almost all of our children have experienced trauma, sometimes significant trauma, which means that development's going to be delayed even more. So you're talking about a 16, or a, in the example of this particular young man, a 17-year-old. I, I know nothing about his history. But I can imagine if his mother is being that, that um, rigid about, you know, kind of where he spends his time and how he spends his time, he's probably got some challenges um, and has had some challenges in his life. But you're talking about a 17-year-old, soon to be an 18-year-old, who you as a parent are continuing to have to set limits for his life. He's got one year. And, and, you're, and so the thing is, is we get it confused. We get external locuses of control and internal locuses of control confused because we think our external actions towards our children, telling our children what they can, what they can't do, and setting these really tight, rigid perimeters, and then punishing them for their behaviors, we think that that's teaching them, but it's actually not teaching them at all. You're actually delaying their development even more because it creates stress. If you want to create, if you want to help your child develop an internal locus of control, the main number one thing you've got to do is you've got to create a strong, healthy relationship. That strong, healthy relationship is what you're going to build on because a teenager is going to make mistakes. They're going to mess up. Thank you so much, Amanda, for dropping those 50 stars on me. Hello, Georgia Phillips. Miss you so much. Your teenager is going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes. But if your frame of reference is just to punish them and then to create more external control, you're not helping them to develop. You've got to be willing to create a strong enough relationship with your teen, give them enough leeway, enough leash that they can actually go out and mess up. And if they don't mess up, that's fantastic. It just helps, it just helps strengthen the relationship. But if they do mess up, you got to be there and you got to have that relationship to support them through it. To, to go through the process of helping them learn better decisions based on their own regulatory strength. It is helping our children develop that regulatory strength, that internal locus of control that makes all the difference. And so I've, had, I've been on the road for the last almost, um, well, actually, actually over a full week now, and I've had a 16-year-old with me the whole time, and... I've given her a lot of leeway, a lot of flexibility. And this is a 16-year-old who's had a really challenging a challenging life, but I feel like this week 
we have really strengthened our relationship. We've strengthened it to the point that not only has she been giving me hugs, but just today, and I gave her another, you know, I give her another swath of, of territory to roam. And I said, because she, she made a request, and I said, that makes me feel super uncomfortable. I said, but I'm going to trust you. And I said, I need you to check in, yada, yada. We went through our little process. We're checking in with one another. I said, you know, you let me know when you're back home because I knew I had a session to go to. And she knew it as well. And one of my coaches was back at the house. And uh, I said, I'll be able to breathe when you finally get back home. And so she texted me when they made it back home. I said, okay, I can breathe. And then she said, love you. And that, like, I got to love you? That is so big. And I sent her a love you back. That is relationship. We can go so far on that relationship and she can grow so much and she can heal so much just based on the strength of that relationship. And every parent of a teenager has the ability to do that. The relationship is the single most important thing. There's nothing else matters as much as the relationship. And you'd be surprised how easily we put the relationship at risk when we are stressed and fearful and critical and being sensitive and not willing to have faith and trust in the, in the abilities that we've helped our children to develop. So I hope that's helpful for you guys. I'm going to pop one out of here. It actually is a beautiful beautiful 100 degree day here in Oroville, California. Just let you see some of that scenery there. I did see a fire um, earlier. There's a lot of kind of bush out there in the mountains. But anyway, remember in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, slow down, take three to 10 deep breaths and choose love. And I hope you'll choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. And I will see you tomorrow. We're going to be making a six-hour drive back to Crescent City. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to get out of these 100-degree temperatures and back into those 65 and 70-degree temperatures and see all that beautiful ocean. And I'll share it with you at some point this week. So you guys have a great evening. I'll see you tomorrow.